With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We welcome in Danny Plesak right now. Dan, Ed Coleman, and Mark Malusis here on The Fan. How are you? Ed, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a day late and a dollar short. I'm sitting <laughs> in my MLB Network office. I went out to City Field Monday. I watched the Braves and the Amazons. And so I'm repping my orange Mets hat. You know what? I'm not giving up hope, damn it. Let's get to Port St. Lucie. Let's start 2018. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Ed, I went out to the stadium Tuesday night. Yeah. I went out to that Yankees game. Listen. I went to the game three years ago, Astros and Yankees, that wild card play-in game. That was like a morgue. Mm-hmm. That place Tuesday night, Rockin'. that reminded me of the old stadium that I remembered pitching at when I was with Milwaukee and Toronto. Mm-hmm. That place was buzzing. And it, you know what's cool? Like, I'm 55 years old. I pitched for 18 seasons. And, man, it was. it is still – you know, Ed, and you follow this game, and, you, and if you follow it daily, you have to love it. And I sat there as a fan – and I was into that game like I was a 25-year-old. I mean, from first pitch to last, I was standing up. I was wanting a foul ball. It made me feel like a kid again, man. It was good to be in the Bronx. I went to the. I took the ferry from New Jersey. Took the four train. It reminded me Whoa. of my playing. Yeah, it reminded me of my playing days. Get the Grand Central. Hop on the Four Express. Get off at the Boogie Down. And I loved it, man. It's the first game I've been to playoff game as a fan that I haven't worked. Boy, it's awesome. I, I, I had a wonderful experience. So that was anyway, good, I'm all ready. That, there that you was, go. That was a great game. You know, you know one thing about that. The I I hadn't been in a stadium that shook, and that place shook when Didi hit the home run. Oh. Yeah, didn't it? Sh- it shook, and oh, I, Ed, I hadn't been in a stadium like that oh, in a long time. Ed, a bad day in 1989. Okay, I was with the Brewers, and we played the Yankees, and Dave Winfield had the day off, and so in the ninth inning with two outs and a man on, he came out from the on deck circle, and it was bat day, and they were beating those bats, and I'm telling you. <laughs> Ed, that's the only day I ever, I'm telling you, the mound was bouncing. I'm telling you, I have never felt anything like that in my life. It was incredible. But, yeah, there, there's something different. Listen, I've covered the World Series now for nine years. There's just something different about a New York crowd in the postseason. It's just, it's a different, I saw it in City Field two years ago, and that game Tuesday night, there was a buzz there. That was it. Was just awesome to be a part of. Well, and certainly it, it's a team that the Yankee fan has has embraced and fallen in love with, Danny, because it's a lot of homegrown guys. Not each and every one of them, but it's a, a lot of young players. Uh, it's not guys that were brought in uh, that were hired guns that were given uh, fat contracts, and not every single one of them. I mean, you do have those guys still on that team. So I, I think it's a team that 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 the fan base really had a hard time connecting, thought the Yankees over the past number of years were kind of boring. Um, you know, that is not the case where you look at this team. Sanchez, Judge, uh, you know, Hicks has been a revelation this year. Uh, aside from Tuesday night, you look at what Luis Severino has been. I, I think it's really a, a team that the fan base has connected with. I, Mark, I couldn't agree with you. Would you think about it? We do every year, we do this thing called 30 Teams in 30 Days, where I spend one day in each camp. And I've done the Yankee camp for the last four or five years, right? 
And some people say that's drawing the short end of the stick. You get, you know, all that you have to do to, to get through, to get in the Steinbrenner field. And, you know, do you have your pass and your credential? And everywhere you go, you feel like you're getting, I don't want to say interrogated, but I will say this. I walked away from Steinbrenner Field this year, and I told Fran Charles, who was hosting the show, there's something special going on here. And I don't know if it was because A-Rod was gone and Teixeira was gone and some of the big contracts, but I'm going to tell you this. Even if you hate the Yankees, if you are the biggest of Boston Red Sox lovers and you are inherently bred and born to hate the Yankees, there is no way that you cannot dislike this team. This team, to me, is like the Cubs. You, you cannot like them because they're good, but you can't not like them because they're a bad bunch of guys. And, it, and you touched on it. Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks, Brett Gardner, Gary Sanchez, Starlin Castro, Todd Frazier, the list goes on and on and on that I think you, you – you you touched something that I guess I've been we've been discussing on MLB Network for like five months. It's a very likable team with young stars that aren't tainted yet by big dollars, big contracts. They're not salty. They're not rude. They're. I'm telling you, there is something about this Yankee team that it, it they're an infectious team to like, much like the Cubs. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I left Steinbrenner Field this year in March, and I thought, they've got something going here. I have never seen Joe Girardi look so relaxed and so even-keeled. Watching the players come out of the dugout and go onto the field to stretch, they were, they were laughing, they were joking, they were working hard, but more on top of it, they were having fun, and I think... This brand of Yankee players right now, they like each other, and it shows. You know, it's, I guess you can. it stems from an appreciation of the game and the way you should play the game, and I think these guys do it the, the right way, Danny. You're right. Uh, you, you know, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you this. You pitched on this level, and, uh, and there's a lot of arguments when you, before you start a series, but, you know, given that managers know their teams the best, I wanted to get your thoughts on Kluber Game 2 with Ooh. Cleveland, Severino, Back to Game Four for the Yankees. Just your thoughts in general as you as you head into this series tonight. I, I think right now, if you're ter- Terry Francona, talking about having a big set of stones, whoo man! <laughs> there, I, I know this that if I have Corey Kluber in my stable, he's going to the post. I, I don't care. He's pitching. Uh, this you talking about a roll of the dice? I think if you're the Yankees right now, you are no part of Corey Kluber. And listen, you could say what you want. You can't win the series in the first game. But I think if you give this Yankees team some hope, and listen, and that's not saying Trevor Bauer might pitch great baseball, but in the realm of what we're talking about, if you would ask any major league player, would you rather face Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer, I would be willing to guess you that 9 out of 10 would say, I want no part of Corey Kluber, right? I think 10 out of 10. (laughs) I'm just saying... I think you're, you give now you give this Indians team some uh, added optimism and hope. And listen, I don't. I, this is why I think the Yankees, if they were able to get out of that game, they are a dangerous team, and we saw why. Chad Green comes in with two, with one out, and he gets hands the ball to David Robertson. Their bullpen is lights out. They don't need length from their starters. Okay. With that said, the Indians' starting rotation right now is way – they, they went to Game 7 last year with one-and-a-half starters, Kluber and Josh Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Carrasco, Salazar were no part of it. Their starting rotation, Bauer had the finger issue. They're the best team, but the Yankees can beat this team. The, this Yankee team, 
I think the two teams in the wild card that would not surprise me if they got to the World Series, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be tough for the Dodgers, and I think the Yankees are going to give the Indians all they want. I, I think the Yankees can get to the World Series, and, and I think, can they win it all? Yes. Would I, would, I, would I say they're the favorite? I would probably say no. I would bet on the Indians. But don't be surprised if the Yankees don't win this series. You know, Danny, if they do get there, they're going to need Severino, and they're also going to need Batances. What did you see? You didn't see a lot of them. The 29 pitches from Severino, what did you see what went wrong for Luis on Tuesday night? Uh, you know what went wrong with him? What went wrong with John Gray last night for the Rockies? Big game. I don't care how hard you're throwing. I was at the game. Every pitch was 97, 98 miles an hour. Um, I think it's that's why I felt like – Mark, I would have felt confident if I were if I were Joe Girardi, a Yankee fan, if CC Sabathia would have started that game. We get so enamored, and so we 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 equate good pitching to radar gun readings. Okay, it has nothing to do about radar gun readings. The best pitcher on the Mets staff right now is Jacob Degrom, and he's not going to blow up the radar gun. But Jacob Degrom can get through the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning when he doesn't have his stuff. He can invent on the fly. He can go to the sinker. He'll use his changeup. Severino's a power guy, and he did what John Gray did last night for the Diamondbacks. You get caught in the moment. You're trying to throw too hard. You're trying to throw the slider too good. And what happens is you find yourself base hit, base hit. All of a sudden, it's 3 nothing, and Severino's taking a shower. Same thing that happened to John Gray. It's about controlling the moment, and that's what you fear with young pitchers. Danny, I wanted to ask you about some of the other series uh, while we have some time here. Red Sox-Houston just underway. You probably can't get any better on the mound anyway. Sale and Verlander in, in game number one, especially the way Verlander's pitched lately. Uh, my concern is there's a big drop-off. What's Dallas Keuchel going to get? He's had some issues with his neck. Lance McCullers Jr., great stuff. I thought getting acquiring Verlander was the difference. I wouldn't have taken the Astros at all serious until they got Verlander. He's been great, and so far he's thrown. he's got the first two out here. I'm watching the game on my TV in my network office. He looks like he's throwing the ball great. I think this this series is even matched. I'm surprised that the Red Sox starting pitching isn't as good. Porcello's had a down year. I'm surprised they leaned on Doug Fister. I think the Astros can get through this series. I think the most intriguing series to me, Ed, is the Cubs Washington National Series. That mm-hmm. to me, two heavyweights. I, I just that that to me, I don't know who I like more. The Cubs were playing good at the end. The Nationals finally have Steven Strasburg, and I, that's the one I'm really looking forward to watching. Well, Dan, I'm curious with the Nats, um, how concerned are you about the hammy for Scherzer? I'm very concerned because if it was good, he would be starting game one. Uh, listen, they're, they're, pretty, they're deep, three deep. If Scherzer's healthy, you have to like him. Steven Strasburg, other than Corey Kluber, has been pitching better than anybody in baseball. And Gio Gonzalez has been good. I like the revamped bullpen. I think Madsen's been great. Kinsler's been great. And Doolittle solidified the back end of the bullpen. There's a lot. I think the two teams that have the most pressure on them this postseason to get to the World Series are the Dodgers and the Nationals. The Nationals, because they've yet to win a playoff series, they finally have Strasburg healthy, and the Dodgers spent a lot of money. They had a magical year going. They've won the West five years in a row. I think those two teams have the most pressure. But for some reason, 
I just think the Cubs are going to win that series against the Nats. Well, if they don't, there'll be a lot of angst on the line if the Dodgers and Nationals meet each other. That's for sure, Dan. Absolutely. I, I would agree with you. You know, one thing that I guess the question with the Nats, uh, simply, you know, Moose brought up the, the hammy with Scherzer, but uh, he and also Harper, who hasn't played a lot. I know how great a player he is, and if he's healthy, don't worry about it. But I just wonder, because he hasn't played a lot, he says he's good to go. Those are two big question marks with two of your bigger pieces going into the series. I, I agree. I, and I think the one thing that helps the Nationals, uh, the Cubs' bullpen, particularly the guy that acquired Wilson, hasn't been particularly good. So if you want to neutralize and you want to slow down Bryce Harper, you know, other than John Lester, I don't know if the Cubs have that guy in that bullpen right now. The, the issue for me with the Cubs is they're going with Kyle Hendricks in game one. But, Ed, you've had a chance to watch him. I, mm. I like him. We both like him as a pitcher. Yep. But they need to get innings. They need to get innings like Paul Mauder needed to get innings out of Urban Santana because I don't think the Cubs' bullpen is that deep. That seventh, eighth inning getting the ball to Wade Davis concerns me a little bit. So I think they need innings. And I thought it's risky going with Kyle Hendricks in game one, but somehow, someway, I think the Cubs are going to win that series. We're talking to Dan Plesak, MLB Network. Dan, uh, the other series, you think the, you thought the Yankees have got a shot to get themselves to the World Series. You also think Arizona oh, has yes. got a shot. Uh, scary team. Yeah, scary team. Dodgers, you know, at, at one point in time, it looked like they couldn't lose. Now, then they couldn't win. Uh, what about this Dodger team? The expectations are still there, Dan, because... You know, Kershaw, he's been good in the postseason, just hasn't been otherworldly, and he's been otherworldly in the regular season. You know, sometimes, Moose, I think the Dodgers, they outthink themselves. they got all these different theories and platoons and numbers and sabermetrics, and one guy's playing left and one guy's playing right, and there are all these interchangeable parts, and I think it hurts them. And I, I, I really, I, listen, I love Kershaw. He's the best pitcher I think I've seen the last 25, 30 years, but... There's some questions about the October Kershaw. Rich Hill, which one are you going to get? Alex Wood, which one are you going to get? You Darvish was supposed to be, he was going to be the revelation, right? His first start in Dodger Blue was great since it was one good, one bad, one good, one bad. He's starting game three. You don't want to go get a guy like you Darvish to start game three. He was supposed to be game two. So they're a good team. They're not a great team. I think the NL could be any of three or four teams could win that. I don't think there's one team that's a standout, and I don't think the Dodgers included very evenly matched right now the four teams. Well, the biggest reason you would take Arizona in that series is what, Dan? Uh, I like I like their pitching. Like, even though Zach Greinke wasn't that good last night, I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because I think that was about the seventh or eighth start that he's had already. He, he pitched against the Rockies so many times they play each other, so I, I'm going to use that with a little bit of familiarity. I like them because I think they're going to score runs, getting J.D. Martinez, who hits lefties, and look at the Dodgers. They're going to throw Kershaw. They're going to throw Rich Hill. They're going to throw Alex Wood. And so now that's going to feed into that right-handed batting order of the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are going to beat the Dodgers. I really do. Interesting. Danny, get yourself pumped up for tonight. Uh, it's been great talking you, to you as always. And uh, we'll talk to you down the line, okay? You got it. Hashtag LGM. Let's go Mets. Don't give up on <laughs> <out> a <of> Mets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, never. I can never do that, Danny. Thanks a lot. Appreciate okay, take it. Take care. There you go. I love Danny. <laughs> energy always brings energy. Always oh, does. Always. He's, he's a good man. Good man.